Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with Eddie going, Ryan going solo today. Uh, Hayward will not be in today, but he will be back next Thursday. And uh, we have a number of people we want to talk with today. As you know, uh, on January 20th, 2020, is uh, the national holiday honoring Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We'll be talking to a number of people about that who are on the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition, formerly known as the Seattle, Martin Luther, Seattle King County Martin Luther King Jr. Celebration Committee. But my first guest is Nichelle Alderson from Infinitely Well, from Sisters Rock to Arts. And we talk about Sisters Rock to Arts first. Every Thursday night at Rumba Notes Lounge, uh, Nichelle Alderson and Latanya will gladly greet you to hear some of the best live music in town. And tonight, the host will be Sheila Kay. Is that right, Nichelle? That's right. All That's right, right, now. Come on down. Get your mood right. And you were spreading your wings from coast to coast. Uh, I know that you are the owner of, is it Infinitely Well? That's right. And you have some classes coming up to teach people on how to eat to live. And you're also going to be going to the other side, to the East Coast, taking the mood food. So let's start with the classes first and move. I'll talk about the trip a second. Yeah, well, 2020 has given us an opportunity to really change our lives and the way that we're loving and living with each other. So this first class of 2020 um, begins February 1st, and I'm really focused on bringing in couples, black couples specifically, who are ready to make some lifestyle changes, get sugar and processed foods out of their homes, out of their houses, their temples, their body temples, um, and learn to live with and love themselves a lot better and to love the ones that they are with a little differently this year. It's um, a five-week program. It meets Saturdays um, at 5 p.m. virtually on Zoom. So you can be anywhere in the world, and you can join in. You don't have to be um, a couple. You can be besties, best friends, you know, a family member, your cousin, whoever it is. But I really want to bring in pairs of people who want to do some things differently this year. Individuals are welcome also. And the information is where? You can get that all on my website, liveinfinitelywell.com. Okay, now you know you got a unique way of spelling, so why don't you spell out infinitely well for our, our listeners? Yeah, yeah, I'll spell it out slow. Um, but it's, the website is liveinfinitelywell.com, L-I-V-E-I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-Y-W-E-L-L.com. Okay. You can just check under the services. And the good thing about this is this is your company that you own 100%. This is not a franchise or anything, right? I own Infinitely Well. Restart is a program that I'm licensed to teach um, as a holistic nutritional practitioner. Um, it's a program that was designed by um, a fellow NPT like myself uh, who took what we learned in our training and truncated it down into this five-week program that really helps people understand how their body works from digestion and blood sugar regulation and fatty acids, um, the whole gamut of how your body works and how nutrients are impacting or affecting your energy, your mood, your sleep, um, all of that. We can see and watch things change as we move together through this program. And once again, uh, you gave us a website. Where are the classes held? So that's, um, I do them online on the Zoom platform. It's live, so we're all going to be there at the same time um, learning together live. But it's online, so you can be anywhere on your, from your phone or your computer, um, anywhere in the world that you have Internet connection. 
And that's that makes it real easy. So, I, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that that's a good marketing tool there. Now, the other thing is that uh, you're going to be leaving uh, shortly to go back to Atlanta, Georgia, with the Mood Food, the Mood Food pop-up. Is that what you call it? Yeah, the Mood Food pop-up will be popping up in Atlanta again um, next week, actually, um, on the 19th. I'll be doing a pop-up there, letting people scent sample um, and get a, a taste of what these mood foods are doing for us, those of us up here in the Pacific Northwest who've already been loving on them. Um, they are essential oil blends that I've created to help shift the mood for things like stress and anxiety, sadness, sleep issues, um, all of that. So I'm going to be taking some samples down there and really spreading the, spreading the love a little bit with um, these products that I have. And uh, how long, you've also uh, popped up in a few other locations uh, in around the Seattle area. Why don't you share that with our listeners? Yeah, I love doing pop-ups because it gives me a chance to get out of the office and see people that I might not have seen otherwise. But I do a lot of pop-ups at the station that they um, are really supportive to small business owners like myself and provide a space for me to set up shop and just, you know, patients be there with their patrons and um, I also have pop-ups at the Cafe Red, which is also supportive of us small business owners. Um, down there on Martin Luther King and Othello, one of my favorite coffee shops. Um, and I also have products there at the Pike Place Market, the Venture Store. So I pop up there sometimes to do demos. And really, anybody that's moving and shaking, you know, I, I carry stuff with me. So I pop up all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So in the future, you have to let us know when you pop it up so we can share that with our listeners, and they can locate where you are and come try your cuisine and see if they can start getting healthy by eating your recommendations. Yeah, yeah. You, you can subscribe on my website. There's a get, get and Stay Connected tab up there on the website, and I'll always let you know where I'm moving about. Well, I'll tell you what, because if somebody might have joined the program uh, late or they got a little bit more interested as we were having our conversation, why don't you give out the website and your contact information again? Okay, website is liveinfinitelywell.com, and phone number, you can call me directly at 206-596-5980. Okay, and if they go up to Rumba Notes tonight, they can watch Sheila K. host, and will you and LaTanya be in the crowd tonight? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All right. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll so, okay. be there, you know, that's part of of living infinitely well, in my opinion, is having fun and being um, in the community and, you know, doing positive things um, around positive people. So I hope to see everybody out there on Thursday night. Okay, Nichelle Allison, thank you very much for your time and thank you for your work getting people healthy and making them understand how their body should function. So thank you very much. Thank you, Eddie Rye. I appreciate all that you do for the community. All right, now. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. Uh, my next guest is Bob Barnes, one of the co-founders back in 1983 or before even. I think it was, I think it actually was 82, Bob, or 81. But anyway, we're real old, <laughs> but we're still here. But Bob Barnes, one of the co-founders of the Seattle Martin Luther King Holiday Celebration Committee, and he is now co-chair of the Logistics Committee for the Seattle King, Seattle Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition. And uh, sponsored a big event on the 20th. And Bob is responsible for the, not only coordinating the march, but also all the sound systems in Garfield, outside, and as well as the outside 
uh, rally that we'll be having downtown. So, Bob Barnes, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest again. And share with our listeners uh, the fruits of your labor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, thank you. And I'm glad to glad to be part of it. And I was, I was trying to figure out uh, when this was. And all I can think of is sometime last century when we started doing this, right? <laughs> Does that date us or what? Yeah, you know, I said I said it was it was eighty three, but actually it was before eighty three because we had the first march in January fifteenth, eighty three, which was on a Saturday. So yes, we are prehistoric. Hello. I can barely hear you, Bob. Okay, I'll tell you what, let us try to recall you back again and maybe hear some Martin Luther King. I can do a couple of announcements. Let's first see if we can get Bob back. And in the meantime, I want to let people know uh, on the front page of the Seattle Medium today, uh, there is a picture uh, about the community mourning the loss of Deacon Joseph Mason. And uh, he was a stellar guy, uh, a, a member of uh, the Mount Zion Brotherhood Chorus. I was praying that I would be able to get a chance to hear him sing one more solo at Mount Zion, but he's singing with the angels right now. Uh, I uh, got to do some work with Joe with Tyree Scott. Uh, I wasn't a construction worker, but I was an advocate for equality for, for black folks in the building trades industry. So uh, Joe's service will be on uh, the January 19th at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, at Mount Zion Baptist Church. And want to extend uh, my family, the Riot family's condolence to Don Mason and her family and I know that Joe Mason's soul is resting in peace. He was a man of God and a stellar gentleman. So I just want to make sure that uh, we gave, that I gave him a shout-out because he was down for the people. Now, we got Bob Barnes back. Bob, you there? I am back. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want to check uh, what you just said about, uh, about Brother Mason. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of in a weird uh, telephone pocket here, so we may lose each other again. I'm helping out. Uh, I know you're doing a demonstration somewhere, right? Well, we're we're I'm helping out with uh, contract negotiations. I see that you eleven ninety nine doing AV support, so they've got me sequestered at the Weston. Yeah, so I, I know that uh, it's about getting justice. You're you're with the, with the right people, so you've right been you've been yeah. consistent as long as I've been knowing you. So Bob, why don't you just talk a little bit about the logistics committee, uh, about the march, and uh, where we're going to be going, and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, Logistics, I mean, that's, that's pretty standard. We're having at the rally. We're having workshops in the morning and the rally at, at the gym. And then a march, uh, we're going to be making uh, three different, uh, I don't want to say stops, but we'll be going by three different sites. Uh, the, uh, the unfortunately, New Youth Jail, uh, to let folks know that we still do not want a youth jail. We don't want to lock kids up. Um we're also going to go by uh, Swedish First Hill uh, Hospital, where um, we're not sure what's going on because we are in the middle of negotiations right now. But uh, there will either be a kind of a, a victory shout out that we got us a good contract, or a uh, we're about to go on strike. Come support us, shout out, and that's up at the on Jefferson and I think it's 17th, the Cherry Hill Hospital. And then we're going to be uh, swinging by the uh, the. Uh, Seattle Police Headquarters uh, downtown uh, to highlight um, our displeasure with uh, the police continuing to beat up young black women. Uh, I mean, anybody, but there's been a real uh, outbreak of, of young black women being, being beaten by the cops. 
and we don't find that at all acceptable. So we want to highlight that. And then we'll be heading down to City Hall Park for uh, the closing rally. So it's going to be a great day. We expect several thousand people there, and it's going to be awesome. And so the, the route of the march this year will not be going, uh, like, through Capitol Hill. It will be going. Uh, so when you leave, uh, what, what, the, will it go down Yesler to? Uh, no, we'll be going straight down Jefferson, right right out from uh, okay. uh, from high school, right down where, at that intersection where Ezel is. 23rd uh, and Jefferson. And that's where, yeah, then that's where Swedish um, uh, uh, Cherry Hill is, and then we'll turn uh, south on 14th and loop around the juvie, uh, then go up to, I think, back to Jefferson, and then end up going down James, where we'll head downtown and then okay. turn left on 5th, where we'll be uh, highlighting the, the city with the, the police and their bad behavior. And then the uh, City Hall Park is just about a block from there on 4th Avenue, between 4th and 3rd. Okay, so that sounds like a plan. Now, uh, yeah. at the, actually, at, at 8.30, when we're going to have Rolita Batista on next. She's with the Opportunity Fair. That starts, at, that starts at 8.30. And uh, give those folks a shout-out. They did a real good job. They update folks' resumes. They had 138 job offers made last year, uh, January 19th, 2019. And uh, I guess there were over 500 people that came through. And the thing about it is that they prioritize companies uh, and other organizations that were either offering uh, training, scholarships, or jobs on the spot. And so a lot of the people coming into the resume station, folks from Urban League do a real good job in getting equipment and, and personnel together, uh, along with uh, Christina Van Middlesworth and Rob and uh, John Birchie and the folks. But uh, so they could go around and get their resume updated on the iPhone, go around and shoot the resume right to employers, right on the spot, and folks have been getting hired. Uh, also getting a, a good input from Lisa Marks of uh, Northwest Carpenters, too. And we've also uh, are working closely now with the Washington State Labor Council, and I see that you, you're working with the folks as well, Bob, to make sure there's equity. So we appreciate your Absolutely. efforts as well. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, this, this, uh, this jobs workshop has been a real uh, – positive overlay to what we've been doing with the Celebration Committee forever. Shout out to Eddie Rye for being <laughs> one of the guiding lights and making sure that started happening. And it's really been, it's been a positive thing for the community, and I'm glad we're continuing to do that. Well, Bob, I tell you what, it's been a pleasure working with you over the years. I look forward to, uh, to continuing to do that, and I'm also happy to see that, uh, you know, we have some brilliant young leadership uh, I can't still can't KL. She started young, but you know, Shadi Moore, about thirty years old, is is the mm-hmm. chair of the committee, and KL is the vice chair. Now, Gene and I, we're you know we're in the Gray Beard Club, <laughs> the Gray Hair Club, anyway. Gene Buskin, yep. Fellowship of Reconciliation, and a lot of people don't know it, but the Fellowship of Reconciliation is a pacifist organization. And Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a member of the Fellowship of Reconciliation because of the fact he was a, he was an anti-war guy. And then we That's also true. have a new treasure, Kendra, now. Town will step back, but we'll have her on later because she's doing the youth program. So, Bob, thanks very much, man, and continue to keep up the advocacy for justice for the people. You bet. Talk to you soon, Eddie. Thank okay. you. All right. Thank you. Okay, my next guest is Rolita Baptiste. And, Rolita, I messed up your title, but I know you were the Washington State uh, Workforce, Work Source, 
and you do an outstanding job with the Opportunity Fair. I was just talking to Bob Barnes about the Opportunity Fair, and he was giving the group a shout-out about uh, the idea and the results that you guys were uh, attaining. So, uh, Relita, why don't you just, first of all, let our, the, for our listeners that don't know who you are, give us a little background about what you do every day on the day job, and then we'll transition to the Opportunity Fair. Okay. Well, I work for uh, a company uh, called Pacific Associates who partners with uh, the WDC under the WorkSource umbrella. And WorkSource is an empty house where all these organizations come together and work to provide employment services and resources to people who are unable to find employment through no fault of their own or if they are unemployed and have employment barriers. And my role is to connect these entities within the WorkSource system with employers who are seeking talent and training programs and opportunities to hire within the King County area. And, you know, I got the wrong information on on Facebook about uh, I need you to send me Pacific and Associates. I thought I had the right information. But you work with WorkSource, not for WorkSource. Yes. Well, actually, this is something that's uh, a well-known secret because uh, WorkSource is a brand. So no one gets a paycheck from WorkSource. Gotcha. Everyone who is who works for WorkSource works for uh, another entity. For example, we have the GSHS, uh, Employment Securities, uh, Track Associates, Pacific Associates, uh, Neighborhood House, um, United Way, um, and uh, excuse me, my that is escapes me. Oh, the Y is the other one, mm-hmm. who all work under the WorkSource umbrella to serve the community, and so they are each funded by their own uh, organization's funders. Okay, now I, I get a clearer picture. So I must still have okay. to have you text me your correct title and organization so I can make sure I correct that. I want to give people correct information <laughs> instead of guessing about people's information. So now let's transition well, to, go ahead, Rolita, before we transition. Well, technically I think you have the right information because when we are working under the WorkSource umbrella, we all unite and uh, claim WorkSource as the uh, site in which we work. Okay, great then. So I'm not that far off base. Okay, now let's go to the Opportunity Fair, which you have been doing an outstanding job, and just share with our listeners exactly what has transpired the last year or so and what is going to be happening this year. Okay, last year we had over 400 people who actually registered for the event. I would guess that it would be appropriate to say closer to eight or 1,000 people actually attended. We just didn't, we weren't able to collect all of that data but because there was so much movement going on. But uh, at least 400 registered. There were 136-plus offers made at the event. There were three hires that I know of that were made on the spot as a result of the resume review room. And in addition to that, those individuals who were hired, many of them received internal training by the organization. So there was quite a bit of uh, positive energy flowing throughout that event that day. 
So this year, we're hoping to do something a little bit different. We're going to move the reservate review room out into the Career and Opportunity Fair area. So we will have a room on the side where people can come in and talk to consultants or professional consultants individually, privately, and also have their resume tweaked and printed uh, after they speak with employers if they wish. Or they can come in and just talk to the professionals about their career opportunities, their learning uh, opportunities, and what's out there in terms of training and training and OJT. Okay. And how many uh, how many companies and organizations showed up last year? Last year there were over fifty five plus. <laughs> mm. And I know that at the last Martin Luther King meeting last Tuesday, uh, John Bershey, uh had mentioned that there's a need for, uh, and, or, and Christina both mentioned there's going to be a need for 10 additional tables. So how many yes. folks are we expecting this year? Because I think there was a waiting list or some people didn't uh, respond immediately, and uh, Christina's kind of wiped them off the list. <laughs> well, I don't know if she wiped them off the list, but there, for this there year. is a waiting <laughs> Me? I, I think she said we were we were booked for this year, right? In terms of companies, yes. the the event is full. We have uh, started a waiting list for employers who are interested in participating, uh, and that is only because we don't have enough tables to accommodate um, all the companies that are interested. Because each year this event has grown uh, more than we had uh, anticipated. So we're hoping that next year, those who are on the wait list for this year will have an opportunity to respond next year to the event because we usually send the invites out to those who participated the previous year about a month or two prior to the um, actual event. So they have plenty of time to enroll. Part of the problem with uh, the the registration process is that uh, the holiday comes in and people kind of get busy with that and then uh, the next thing you know it's the opportunity fair day so there's that going on as well Mm -hmm. and that starts at 8 30 at garfield yes may 30 to 11 30 at garfield high school and the resume review room is open from 8 30 to about 11 15 uh, because uh, people need time to complete their resume And that's courtesy of the Urban League, right? That's right. Courtesy Seattle of Urban League. League. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you, the staff down there. Tobias, we want to thank you guys because yes. they have a, a heavy employment section. They'll be doing it all year round. And once we move into the building, hopefully the Urban League will be there providing those services off 22nd and Jackson as well. So, Rolita, I want to thank you so much for all that you do in helping the people, not only just on the Opportunity Day, but every day on your J-O-B. So, Thank you very much, and I look forward to seeing you at the meeting on Tuesday. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break and come back with Lewis Rudd, who has been supplying the chicken for the march since 1983.
Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Uh, the the uh, event, the holiday is on the 20th. Uh, we're talking about 11 days from now, and one of the key players in the in the movement has been uh, Louis Rudd from Ezel's Famous Chicken. And at the very first march, Ezel's came through with some legs. Because <laughs> we, we did a lot. Matter of fact, we walked from Madison and uh, at that time, it was Martin Luther King, but the city had not put the signs up. And that was one of the reasons the first march was a protest. The city of Seattle not putting up the Martin Luther King signs. But folks had filed a lawsuit and had gone down through the court system all the way to, to, uh, to the Washington State Supreme Court. So, But we from from Madison to all the way to South Ryan, and that was a long trek, but it was worth it. Long trek. But, uh, but <laughs> Lewis uh, has been with us every year. And uh, Ezel's doing some fantastic things. I guess you're one of, the, uh, one of our, our largest small uh, black-owned businesses in the state right now. You have about how many shops do you have now? Well, we're up to 14 now, Eddie, and uh, we're excited about next uh, month opening up our first one outside the uh, state of Washington, Oregon, in the uh, Tiger area outside Washington Square Mall. So for our 36th anniversary, we're going to celebrate uh, the first one in Oregon opening up. Well, that's great. Now, how far is that from Portland? Uh, like ten minutes, twelve okay. minutes. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it used to be a whole bunch of black folks in Albina, Northeast Portland, but uh, they seem to be going to wear the CD. <laughs> Gentrification happens, Eddie. I remember the first march and the chicken and the CD is a quite a bit different from that that time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And uh, yeah. with the current occupant of the White House, it won't get any better for us, but we'll see about that, too. So a lot of things happen at the local level, and we have a lot of people that uh, can make some things happen, but we can do a lot of things for ourselves. And, Louis, you also do a lot of uh, business and has been the supplier of food for the Seattle Seahawks for quite a few years, too, right? Yeah, in fact, we uh, had chicken over to the camp on Tuesday, um, and if not if. Once they went in Green Bay, we feed them again next week. And uh, we've been all excited about, you know, maybe having some chicken in Miami for the team. We had chicken in uh, Detroit when they had the Super Bowl back there. We fed over 300 uh, Seahawks fans, actually closer to 800. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I tell you, I tell you sports team. Well, we'll see what happens this week. But I tell you one thing, I'm glad number 90 uh, is back and playing well, the Clowney. Because uh, he really is oh, yeah. he's a difference maker. He really, really is. Oh, yeah. But, hey, yeah, I just want to give a big shout-out to you, too, for all that you do for the community. And um, I still remember the time when they were not going to allow the uh, rally at Garfield. And you got on Community Potpourri and got the mayor on the phone. K-R-I-Z. That's right. <laughs> K-R-I-Z. Yeah. Say, I want you to know, Mr. Mayor, I got you live. Uh, well, hey. So, that's what that's what how we had to roll. <laughs> yes, sir, and we got it done, and it's been happening every year 
since then. But no, a lot of people don't know what you do, have done, and continually do to make a difference in the uh, African-American community. And now it's not just African-Americans benefiting from your works and your efforts. It's the diversity that I see now going from maybe two, 300 people that first marched and legs that we provided to thousands and thousands of people that rally around and each one of them gets to have a voice for their causes that they're out representing. And a lot of that, you know, people don't know the sacrifices that you've made and the contributions that you've made in order for that to happen. So I just want to acknowledge that, Eddie. Well, I certainly appreciate that, Lewis. We have some, uh, just mentioning that uh, the new chair of uh, the committee for the second year is Shadi Moore, who is about 29 or 30. And she is a senior manager at Amazon, has been doing an outstanding job. Uh, the chair of the program committee is Bobby Alexander, who was the co-chair of the committee three years ago, went off to Michigan State uh, Law School. He's back. Uh, and we have K.L. Shannon, who's been out there forever as an uh, activist since he was real young. And then we have uh, Tana Yasu, who I will have on uh, today. Uh, she's heading up the youth uh, event. And I, I think she's already contacted Faye by getting some chickens. Her budget was just approved at the meeting Tuesday night because okay. they have an event, uh, a youth event that will be on Sunday at Langston Hughes uh, from 12 to 5, and they're going to be having free food. So I know you'll be getting a call about that as well. So, Louis, 14, okay. why don't you just like share with our listeners where the 14 stores are? Well, you know, Eddie, we have one over in Eastern Washington in Spokane. We've got a couple up north, one in um, Bothell on the uh, Bothell Everett Highway, Linwood, Wallingford, of course, the original across the street from Garfield High School, Wren Highlands, Fairwood. There's one in um, Rainier Valley um, on Genesee, Rainier and Genesee, Airport Plaza in Renton, Tacoma, Kent. So we're spread out a little bit. And that, that's great. I mean, uh, like I said, that that's really doing some- – you might be saying that the colonel might be calling you in a minute, telling you to cut it out <laughs> from yeah, KFC. We've got a deal on the, yeah, and we've got a deal on the table now that may take us into a new market a little bit um, east of here, south and east. But uh, that's some news that may be breaking soon. Mm-hmm. And, of course, too, we have the concession stands at the uh, stadium at CenturyLink. So what about, uh, what about T-Mobile Park? And a couple of food trucks. Okay, okay. That's good. Yeah, we also um, got to talk to you about, uh, you know, Garfield turns 100 this year, and I'm on the Centennial Committee, and there are going to be food trucks uh, on Ju- uh, June 6th. That's going to be the actual okay. celebration day, so I'll keep you in the loop with that. Matter of fact, I just talked to uh, Bruce Harrell. Uh, the committee wanted him to MC a panel uh, at noon on the 6th, and I okay. reached him on his, his personal cell yesterday, and he was kicking back in Hawaii. But uh, he's agreed to uh, assume that task. So we're reaching out to all the, all the dogs, all you dogs. Right. I want you to know that Garfield will be 100 years old uh, on, uh, on June 6, 2020. So we want to make sure Quincy Jones is honorary chair. I think he graduated okay. in 50 or 51, something like that. But we don't know if he'll be here or not. Uh, I think I think also Overton Berry graduated from Garfield as well. So, you know, we got to a long list of uh, folks that graduated. Matter of fact, they didn't have much choice back in the day but to go to Garfield. <laughs> so, okay. So okay. I was telling a lot of but people. definitely count us in, and anything we can do to support it. You know, in Garfield, definitely a huge, 
you know, um, piece of the foundation, you know, for these elves. Mm. And the first employees came from Garfield. The first uh, customers came from Garfield. And we've had nothing but love and support from Garfield and the alumni and the staff and everybody associated. So we have lots of love and appreciation for the partnership and the relationship there. Now, in order for you to serve Ezels in uh, two weeks, that means in Seattle, that means that Minnesota would have to beat San Francisco Saturday and Seattle would have to beat uh, uh, Green Bay on Sunday. And if right. that's the case, then Seattle would host Minnesota here. Oh yeah, I think we can beat. I, I can think we can we can that. beat either one of them. Cause see, the last either time, one. the last time, I mean, the the, the game should have been won last time. Once again on the one yard line. <laughs> but anyway, I'm right? gonna leave, I'm gonna leave that alone. Leave that alone Eddie. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> but we can beat them, boys. We can beat them. Okay. And oh, yeah. I tell you, number ninety is a difference maker, brother. Clowny, that, oh, I'm telling maker. you. And, uh, and did, did, did he play? Did really, he, really good now. Did he play? Uh, he didn't play that that the last game against San Francisco, did he? No, no, he was yeah, out. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because uh, the first game he gave he he gave uh, the, the the San Francisco quarterback the blues. He gave him oh, the yeah. blues, yeah. So, but anyways, but uh, Louis, just out of curiosity for our listeners. How much – them Seahawks are pretty big, 6'6", 325. How much Ezel's chicken do they eat? How much do you take over there? Well, you know, they're on this special diet thing and all that. Eddie, we're not supposed to be talking about how much chicken Oh, they goodness, eat. okay. Let me be quiet then. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me be, let me be quiet because I don't want to get nobody in any kind of trouble. Might be violating no, no, their no. contract. It's all about the protein. You know, they just get enough protein in their diet so they can get out there and – you know, do what yeah. they need to do to get that victory. Yeah, seven wings, four legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you about this one, though. Big Walter Jones, right? Yeah. Walter Jones liked to go to the uh, store in Renton. He used to go in uh, to Skyway before we moved it down to Renton, Airport Plaza. He'll go in and get him an eight-piece, and he'll sit there and eat four pieces then, and he takes four pieces home to eat later. So we have this joke going now. I call him four now, four later. <laughs> well... <laughs> As big as he is, I'll let you guys handle that one. <laughs> yeah, for now, for later. Okay. That's my guy right there, Walter Jones, man. Be well. Yeah. Okay, Lewis. Hey, man, thanks for everything, and thanks for sharing the history with our listeners about the very first march. I do want to say that uh, that we had, that first march was uh, to demand that the Congress make Dr. King's birthday a national holiday, and we also yep. protested the city not putting up the, the signs, uh, the Martin Luther King signs. But what happened November 2nd, President Ronald Reagan designated the third Monday as a national holiday for Martin Luther King Jr. Four weeks later, the yep. Washington State Supreme Court ruled the city of Seattle had the authority to change the name of Empire Way to Martin Luther King oh, Way. And yep. the next day, uh, I think that was on a Friday, that Monday was the 1st of December, I think, the first sign went up. So some more history. But thank you very much, Lewis, and talk to you soon. Oh, yeah. All right, great. Thank okay. you, Eddie. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, my next guest is the person that's responsible for organizing uh, the youth event that will happen on Sunday, uh, the 19th at Langston Hughes from 12 to 5. Her budget was just approved, and Louis uh, Rudd at Ezel said, Tana, he wants you to give him a call. But anyway, uh, Tana, why don't you share with our listeners 
what's going to be happening. And Tana has been a stalwart member of the CLMLK Organizing Coalition and the CLMLK Holiday Celebration Committee. So how are you doing, Tana? I'm doing wonderful. I'm very excited about this event, as I always am, and love to see the youth get out here and get to express what Dr. King means to them and his dream and, and everything that um, has been happening um, in regards to this civil rights work that is never going to end. So um, we have the Seattle MLK Junior Organizing Coalition Young Leaders Kickoff event which is going to be Sunday, January 19th, at the historic Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute in the Central Area. The address is 104 17th Avenue South, uh, 98144 is the zip code. You need to put that in your map. You can always find more information on our website, which is seattlemlkjr.org. So, like I said, it's a kickoff event to the main event, which is the longest-running, largest, event for Dr. King's birthday on the West Coast, and I'm always very proud to say that. Um, And we're having a real party. This kickoff event, is we're going to have a DJ. We got DJ Zach Zeta going to be there with some some music in our DJ. We got young people that are going to be dancing and uh, giving speeches and going to have a panel discussion. It's really just a great platform that we enjoy watching the young people uh, present themselves. Um, Rising Sun's drum ensemble are going to come, and, you know, we like to always invoke the ancestors into the space. Um, and our special guest that we're glad to have this year also will be former Martin Luther King Jr. County, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Dr. Martin Luther King County Council member Larry Gossett is going to come and speak to the young folks, and I asked him if he would come because, of course, um, after his 25 years, uh, we want him to come and talk to the young people to show them that, yes, you know, all these things happened 50 years ago, but 50 years ago, many of the people that you see now, they were you, and that it is in your hands, and you do need to pick up the torch, and it can be done. So we're excited to hear from him and him tell the story of, like you were saying, when King County was changed to Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King County. Um, so he was a major uh, part of that as well, you and so many of our leaders that I respect and appreciate so well. Then we have a young speaker, Christopher Veal, who's also going to do a speech. We have an opportunity fair this year we're excited to have um, incorporated to the event. So similar to the opportunity fair at Monday's event, we're having a youth opportunity fair for young people ages 15 to 25. Bank of America's Black Professionals Group they're going to be there tabling, and young folks can actually even open up accounts, and they're going to do some workshops teaching about introductions to credit and financial safety and and things of that nature that young people should start to pay attention to now. You know, it's not too, it's never too soon for them to, you know, start being responsible for their financial future. Um, also, we have the Platinum Group and the Entrepreneurial Institute of Washington State are going to be doing workshops. Um, based That's on ba- Daniel Seidel. Yes, yes, yes. So um, they're going to do a couple workshops, revolving workshops that um, they'll speak about entrepreneurship and and this, uh, you know, the tech, you know, how to get involved with technology and sustainable 
all this great things that mm-hmm. these young people need to learn to get involved with now so they can um, start taking control of their future and, and make these plans. So we're excited about that because that's something we didn't have before. Um, I'm trying to reach out to some breakdance groups. Um, <laughs> well, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I do that. a breakdance, I will break something. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay. yeah, that would be interesting. But also uh, there will be a historical digital display. Mr. Donald T. Mumford, he has so much paraphernalia um, from civil rights movement, that, and we love him. He shows video, displays some movies, and has uh, memorabilia merchandise. Uh, and I reached out to a virtual reality company, um, 6R. Uh, hopefully I can have them set up there with uh, some virtual reality experiences for, the, for everybody. Some people just still haven't even had a chance to experience that. Um, and a drill team, a young ladies drill team from Tacoma. We're going to have food. Um, Molly Moons actually is sponsoring us with ice cream. So shout out to Molly Moons for providing us with ice cream. We're obviously going to have some cake. Um, and we're going to have a taco bar. And we're uh, just building up the menu. So, yeah, it's going to be food and refreshments, fun, entertainment, education, um, edutainment, if you want to say. Um, all Speaking to what I like to say was um, Dr. King's dream, you know, after he got us our civil rights, his next move was to work into the economic equality and justice. And so that's why it was mm-hmm. important for me to be able to um, start instilling these things into these young people. Tell them, okay, is there a, a website or a information source where people listening can go and get this information you just gave us? Yes, yes. Please go to the website and or the Facebook group, which is SeattleMLKJr.org um, is the website. And then on Facebook, if you just put in Seattle MLK Organizing Coalition, to take you to our page. There's also, um, and I'm always constantly updating the Facebook event with who's going to be there and what's going to happen. Um, and I do need to give a shout out to our sponsors as well, which is the Historic Central Area Arts and Cultural District, which is in partnership with the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture and um, Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute and powered by Shunpike. Okay, Tata Yasu. Uh, we'll give you a shout out again next week. And I know you're going to have a very successful event on the youth event on S- Sunday, January 19th, 12 to 5 at Langston Hughes. Thank you so Thank much for all the work that you do. Talk to you Thank later. You. Okay. My pleasure. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. Before we take this break, I want to let you know the Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's uh, Purchase and Construction Services Office, uh, the Port of Seattle, Concourse Concessions with David Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group, Rod O'Neill, and Jerry Whitsett, and our technology is done by Stephanie Ogle, and uh, me and Rice from the Port of Seattle Diversity Contracting Office, will be our new sponsor, and we hope to have his uh, commercial on by next week as well. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with Leanne Bannerman after this. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Eddie Rye back with Leanne Bannerman, who is a uh, director of uh, volunteer engagement for 
the United Way of Martin Luther King Jr. County, and she's also a stalwart in uh, the Seattle Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition. Uh, she's responsible for handling all the volunteers, and uh, she has been very successful in her recruitment endeavors. So, Leanne, we'd just like to have you uh, comment on what can people expect, the folks that who volunteered, and just give our listeners some kind of idea of what the day, the morning will look like for you. Yeah, so uh, it, it will be hectic. That's the <laughs> organized chaos is what I like to approach. <laughs> Uh, just because we have so many, with all the different events, the job fair, workshops, and everything that's happening in the Garfield building, plus what's happening in the, the gym and getting ready for the march, there's just a lot of moving pieces. So um, my morning will be starting extremely early and um, getting a team of volunteers set up to help check in the volunteers as the starting point, give them their T-shirts, um, and get them connected to the people that they'll be supporting. So in some cases, it will be helping set up the tables and getting the vendors all situated with the job there. In some cases, it will be standing in the hallway with signs and directing people where they need to go or or realizing that we missed a sign and there's some piece of information that would be better in a sign, so making a sign. So we'll have people doing just just about everything. Um, there's a whole group that will be in the kitchen from about 11.30 on getting ready for the meal. So pretty much anything you can think of to do <laughs> that's, uh, that's happening uh, during the event. There's, there's some volunteers and different uh, volunteers in the coalition who are also helping to, to manage all of them. And how many volunteers did you have last year? Oh, geez. Um, I, it was... Probably between 250, 300 volunteers all, all told. Um, and we're probably going to have a, about that number this year. Um, we're, uh, we're sort of at capacity, but my uh, experience having done this a few years is there will be some last-minute cancellations. So if people are really wanting to volunteer, it's a, a good thing to do is to, to check the... Uh, volunteer website. Uh, actually, you should just go to the Seattle uh, MLK Coalition website. Um, that has a link to, to where you can sign up, and there may be some positions that, that open up you know, a few days before. Hopefully not. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes things crazy, but, um, but that's, that's part of the reality is that sometimes things happen or teams can't, can't uh, recruit all the people they need that, for the slots that they're holding. So and uh, another thing, too, is that uh, people have been asking me about uh, the tables that are outside the community groups are setting up this year. Uh, you know, Garfield turns 100 years old. This is their centennial year, and uh, the event is going to be on the 6th, but they're getting information out, and they wanted a table out front, not inside of the where everybody else is. So I thought, I said, well, you know, we're having it at Garfield, and this is the centennial, so we got to do something special. Not just because I'm on the steering committee. That doesn't have anything yeah. to do with it. But I'm a Garfield graduate, and I know that, uh, uh, you know, we've been holding the event there, so I think it would be good to have uh, uh, that visibility for the centennial committee. And also we're trying to also get a shout-out for them on, on the rally as well. So yeah. what we're looking at is that what time should volunteers be there on uh Monday, January 20th. What time should they sh- report? 
There are volunteer. It depends on what what role people are volunteering in. So, for the volunteers, they'll be showing up at different times, and I'm right back, literally right now, on my computer, getting ready to send out the communications to them, telling them when to when to show up and connecting them to their their lead. Um, as far as the community tables for people that want to do the community tables, we are asking people to. Um, you will need to bring your own table, or you know, and if you need to sit, you. You know, and it should be one of those square card tables so that yes. we can fit as many people as possible in. Um, arrive no earlier than 8 a.m. <laughs> because it's going to be, as I said, organized chaos up until actually even at that time. But um, but we're asking people to, there's an uh, info desk at the very front. It's where the Garfield Bulldog sits uh, at that, that front area. And to sign in, and then a volunteer will take you and, and get your help you get your table set up. We want to make sure people aren't just, you know, coming in and, and setting up. We want to get a sense of who's there. So yeah. um, so that's the other thing is just, and that's, that's first come, first serve once the hallway is full, unless you can convince another person who's tabling share to share table. their space with you. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's not <laughs> and, a bad idea, though. It's not really, I mean, you really want to get your stuff out there. There's not room, and you have a friend where you guys will all have the same sorority or fraternity or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to do it, to be able to get everything out there. So we're yeah. hoping that works. Well, Leanne, you've been doing an outstanding job, and it's a, and you do it every day, so we know you're the best at it. So we really do <laughs> really appreciate uh, all the work that you do as well. Yeah, well, no problem. And I'll see you Tuesday do. at our meeting at 630 at Langston Hughes uh, this coming Tuesday. And we'll be meeting on Thursday, too, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, and also just a shout-out, we have a, a bunch of volunteers also on Sunday that will be going to the youth event, too. So, um, Great. So that's another another opportunity and, you know, a, a little more flexibility since it's just one event. It's not a million things happening at once. So, you know, if there are people interested, um, you know, to, to go ahead and, and shoot an email to us, we can, we can see if we can accommodate you. Okay, Leanne, thank you very much. All right. I'll see you Thanks. Tuesday. Take care. Okay. Bye. All right. Wanna, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Brian Cole from Cole Cleaning. Uh, the brother has all the equipment. He does carpets, upholstery. He can be reached at 206-721-7723. Brian Cole, Cole Cleaning. Also, on Saturday at noon, a Harmony uh, video that will be broadcast over Facebook. Uh, one of our frequent guests of my producer, Jamie Elmore has put this together, and uh, it should be uh, an outstanding uh, a video for folks to check out on Saturday at 12 noon. Uh, before we go back to Martin Luther King, I just want to say I want to thank uh, the sponsors, Sound Transit, Small Business Development, Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office with me and Rice, uh, Concourse Concession with David Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, with the two Desert Storm veterans, Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsett, and Stephanie Ogle does our website. Uh, we'll be back with you next week, and check Larry Gossett's farewell message out on the front page of the, uh, the Seattle Facts. 